Just a second, guys, before we get into today's topic, I want to talk to you about something called Anchor. It's the easiest way to start a podcast out there, and the best part about it is it's 100% free. There's a lot of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's dope for somebody like me because I'm always on the go. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. And my favorite part about it is you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will start giving you ads right away. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast right here in one place. So if you're looking to start a podcast, make sure you go to the App Store and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. Welcome back, guys. It's Eddie, host of the Nerd Out with Eddie Knight podcast, where we talk pop culture, TV, and films, especially TV shows and films that have to do with superheroes. I hope everybody has had a good weekend. And if you are a Batman and DC fan, it has probably been a really, really great weekend and honestly, really a great past week. There's been so many rumors, so many different talks of different things that's going to happen. If you even like Batman, you have to at least be a little excited. I personally don't think every single rumor that has been going around is true. It is usually not. There is usually some truth to it, but it's usually not as deep as people make it. But it is fun to kind of assume and theorize about what's really going to happen. Seeing how Batman is my favorite character of all time, and I only drop these once a week, I have a lot to talk about on today's episode. So it's going to be a Batman episode. We're going to be talking about the future of the character in the DCEU, the multiverse and how he is going to play a role in that, as well as we're going to talk about a couple of the interesting theories that people have been running along with about the Batman character in the DCU. So in order to talk about the future of the Batman character in the DCU, we're going to have to talk about the past. So a lot of people seem to be running around with the idea that Ben Affleck is going to return to the Batman character in some way. I personally think this is extremely selfish of fans. Listen, I, I think Ben Affleck has been the most comic book ver accurate version of Batman we've ever seen. He looks amazing in the suit. He looks like Batman. This was the first time seeing a Batman character that where I actually felt like, yo, like this is Batman. Um, obviously, there was a few writing choices for him that I kind of nitpicked and wasn't a huge fan of. But as far as just him and the feeling of him as Batman, in my personal opinion, he is the best Batman. He hasn't had the best Batman movies or best Batman stories, but he is the best Batman. Ben Affleck is Batman to me as far as recent years go. I love Chris Nolan's trilogy. In my opinion, The Dark Knight is probably the best superhero movie ever made to this day. But it was a lot of times where Bell didn't really feel like Batman. It just kind of felt like stories that Nolan wanted to tell, just kind of using the Batman character. But regardless, I love Ben Affleck as Batman, guys. That's all I'm trying to say. But um, he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to come back to the role. He said this in countless interviews time and time again. He just said it again in a 2020 interview with GQ when he was going over some of his most iconic roles and talking about Batman v Superman and how he loved that. But with the experience of Justice League and kind of where he was in his life, that it really, really put him in a dark place. He was drinking a lot and uh, 
it put him in a really, really dark place. And he doesn't want to revisit the role because that may trigger that again. And that's not what he wants to go through. It's not what he want to put his family through. So as much as I love Ben Affleck as Batman, I think it's extremely selfish that people keep just begging him to come back. Would it be dope? Yes, but I just don't think it's going to happen. He's he's denounced this so many times that at this point, I, I believe him at this point. If we were going to get back Fleck back, this is how I would want to see him only to get a good farewell to his character. So I would just want to see him at the beginning and the end of the Flash movie in 2022. Um, we know this movie is going to talk about the multiverse, which I will get into a little bit later in this. But basically, if you've never heard of the Flashpoint timeline, it is a comic book, one of the more famous recent DC comics, a very great read, as well as they made an amazing animated movie about Flashpoint. It's called Flashpoint Paradox. That's what the 2022 Flash movie is going to be loosely based off of. The most famous part of that film is obviously Barry Allen Flash runs back in time to save his mother from dying and being killed by the reverse Flash. In doing so, it changes everything. It creates a world in which instead of Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, Bruce Wayne was the one that was killed. And that sent his father down a really, really dark path and led him to become this really brutal and killing version of Batman who was definitely not shy about using a Glock or two. He was rolling around with a pistol, killing people, putting bad guys in their place but he was not giving them to the law. Um, this eventually drove Martha Wayne crazy, and she became this world's version of the Joker. There's an evil Wonder Woman. It is all kind of crazy stuff that happens in this movie. So in the movie, Flash Barry Allen finally convinces Thomas Wayne Batman that he is from a different universe, and in this universe, his son is actually alive which is really, really cool because at the end of the movie, there's this really dope scene. Spoiler alert. Sorry, this came out six years ago. If you've never seen it, it's your fault. But the Thomas Rain Batman writes his son from another dimension a letter. The Flash brings that letter after he redoes the timeline and goes back and uh, has to make the very tough decision of letting his mother die. He takes that letter from Bruce's father to Bruce. And then in the Batcave, we see Flash take that letter to Bruce and we get to see Bruce Wayne, Batman, shed a tear. And it's one of the most well done emotional payoffs in a movie that I've ever seen. It was so so good. I would love that to happen so we can get an official send off for that version of Batman and Ben Affleck's character. I think that would be really, really good. That way, Ben Affleck wouldn't have to really be a part of the movie, but he can just be in it in very, very small bits and pieces. He wouldn't have to be too involved. So that wouldn't take too much of a toll on him. Um, fans would love it. Uh, I think it would be really, really good. But speaking of the past leading to the future, there's been a lot of Michael Keaton talks and what his role is going to be in future DCU movies. This is really, really interesting to me. Um, Batman Returns was the first Batman content I had ever seen ever. I was born in 1992. Batman Returns came out that same year, I believe. And uh, so obviously I didn't see it when I was a baby, but I want to say I saw it when I was like four um, I had my mom buy the movie for me. I watched this movie so many, many times. I've seen the one before with Jack Nicholson as well, but I don't know, man. It's something about Batman Returns, man, that they, they like expanded the lore of Gotham. Gotham felt like an actual place, and Gotham is just as important of a character in any Batman story as Batman himself. 
Gotham was really fleshed out. The villains were good. Yeah, it was a little over-the-top acting from Michelle Pfeiffer, but she was iconic in that Catwoman role as well. So I love me some Michael Keaton Batman. Apparently, they're talking about him coming back in the DCU to basically usher in the idea of the multiverse. So the Flash, apparently, in this new 22 film, is going to run so fast that he kind of breaks the dimensional barrier, similar to the Flashpoint Paradox animated movie, except it's not going to necessarily create another timeline. In this version, these timelines already exist, and he's basically running so fast that he can split the seams of dimensions, you know, the multi-dimension theory, where there's infinite number of Earths, and they're just kind of overlapping each other, and we're on a certain dimension and we never cross over to the other one, but he obviously runs so fast that he can. Um, and in this dimension, he's going to go into the Tim Burton verse. And I'm uh, really interested to see how they pull this off. I'm really interested in seeing how they pull this together. And this is going to be able to explain so much. Now, as much as the fanboy in me would love to see Michael Keaton be back, I have a couple of concerns. First concern being is Michael Keaton is 70 years old. 70. So how much of a future? I know this is a very morbid way to think, but that is a I know he's already been Batman, but that is a if we're banking the entire multiverse theory on Michael Keaton. Agreeing to the terms of the contract, first off, and also wanting to play Bruce Wayne continuously in these movies, obviously he won't be super active and fighting people and beating up bad guys, but still he's 70. Um, and my whole thing is I want to see the future of DC. I want to see the future of DC in a cinematic universe be profitable and be well received. And if we're banking all this on Keaton, him being so old, I don't know how much longer that's so that sounds so terrible, but I don't know how much longer they'll be able to bank on that. I wish him a long, happy, and prosperous life, but you just never know. I think that it could work just as well if they did this with Christian Bale, but hey, it is what it is. One thing that does excite me about this, though, is this means that this is going to pretty much make any adaptation of Batman in the past canon for the DCEU, meaning that they can literally pull from anything and anywhere if it wants to be the Schumacher verse, R.I.P. Joe Schumacher. Um, in the Val Kilmer universe, if that's going to be from the Chris Nolan universe, that's what I'm excited about. Because if we can pull from the Chris Nolan universe, y'all remember at the end of Dark Knight Rises, we were going to get a glimpse at Joseph Gordon Lovett. I can never say his name for whatever reason of him becoming the new Batman. So we could get a Nightwing in the future if we can access the Chris Nolan universe. We could see if Christian Bell cared to come back to his role. We could also see him in the DCEU. This is going to make everything canon and make everything free game. So that right there is a Batman fan is really, really exciting because we haven't seen a Robin character in so long. We haven't seen a Robin character in so long other than, you know, the Teen Titans cartoons and the new Titans TV show on DC Universe app. But that's not very popular because not a lot of people have the app. I want to see Robin or Nightwing in something live action so the world can see him. Like It's been so long. It's, we haven't seen Robin since the 1997 Batman movie. And that is way too long. People love Robin, whether young 
or old. He's a really, really good character. And uh, if they can just stick to something and stick to a plan and just execute it and just stick with it, we could see a Robin character in the near future or a Nightwing character in the near future. And I would really, really love to see that. So I definitely am excited about that aspect of all this opening up. If this Keaton thing does work out, there's going to be a lot of possibilities. You got Batman, you got Robin, you got Batgirl, you got Batwing, you got Damian Wayne Robin, you got the Tim Drake Robin. That means you can access the Under the Red Hood story. Like there's a lot that they can do making everything canon now. Last but not least, we have the Robert Pattinson Batman. And this is where I'm kind of not sure. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Robert Pattinson is going to be a great Batman. I think this is going to be a very different Batman movie than what we've ever seen. We have Robert Pattinson's Batman, the Batman coming out in 2021. Um, they have let Chris Reeves kind of do his own thing. This is going to be a standalone. He's not going to try to do any Easter eggs or connecting this to the DCEU in any way in these movies, which is OK. Now that we're getting this Flash movie in 2022, they could access him for the DCEU in the future if they decide to. So the Robert Pattinson's Batman is definitely not going to be your typical Batman story. I love a lot of the previous Batman movies, but they never addressed the thing, his thing. Batman is supposed to be known as the greatest detective in the world yet. In Chris Nolan's universe, he was always really, really slow to catch on. He would figure stuff out, but he, you know, the animated series Batman or the comic book Batman would have figured out that Talia Al Ghul was the chick that he was sleeping with. He would have figured out a lot of those things that Chris Nolan's Batman just didn't figure out. Um, we got to saw a little, we saw a little bit of detective work in Ben Affleck's Batman, definitely more than we have seen in the past movies, but it wasn't a lot of detective work in that either. He was kind of late to the punch as well. I'm definitely ready to see a more detective noir version of Batman. We're going to get a detective style movie, a lot of snooping around, a lot of stealthiness. This version of Batman has only been Batman for a year, so it's going to pull from the long Halloween timeline as well as the Batman year one timeline. We're going to see a lot of early gadgets and early Batmobiles, early Bat cycles and things like that. Kind of rough drafts, if you will. And then later on in the movie, as it progresses, we'll probably see him as the Batman that we know and love, where he's a little more established, a little more accomplished. And his tech is probably going to be a little bit higher grade. But Warner Brothers and AT&T is banking on Robert Pattinson to be the future of the Batman role. So um, my biggest concern before I wrap up is what do you guys think about the general consumer? Um, obviously, if you're a superhero fan, you understand the idea of the multiverse. You understand that there's different timelines. But. As comic book nerds and fans, we're not the primary ticket buyers. We make up a very small piece of those ticket sales. The general public who has never read a comic book, those people make up the majority of the ticket sales. So with all this Batman stuff coming out and with all this multiverse talk and with all this stuff going on, my biggest concern is will the average consumer get it? Let me know, guys. Hit me up on Twitter at Eddie Knight Pods. That's E D D I E N I G H T P O D S on Twitter, or you can hit me up on Instagram at Nerd Out with Eddie Knight. But that's going to wrap up the Batman talk for this week, guys. Make sure you go ahead and follow me. Hit me up on social media. I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nerd Out with Eddie Knight, and I'm out.